Sam Gum was once just a dream. He says he loves you. He says it with meat. He comes to buy a meat wreath. And he makes a cider out of beef. He's thinking about his meat cape. He says he's waiting for that garbage ape. The meat fairy's coming along. So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa. Hello and welcome to the Meatcast. My name's Nick, joined as always by Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? It's going well, Nick. How are you? I feel like you're very, you were very NPR voice on that intro. It just felt very, hey, everybody, it's Nick Ramirez here with the Meatcast. You know, <laughs> I did look at my waveforms and they're very low for that stretch. So maybe I just, maybe I need to speak mm. up. Yeah. Well, we're careful now. We don't want you peeking. Oh, that's true. No peeking. No peeking. Um. Yeah, well, Kyle, is anything going on with you? Anything in, in the Heathcliff world? You know, Heathcliff world, not really, you know. Uh, not a lot of updates no for me. The, the, there's not a lot of personal overlap right now, at least over this past week. Although I did I did actually uh, get my order in from the hundreds the other day. You know, oh, really? I got, you if that's exciting for people, I got some stickers. I got the keychain. We're, we're uh, rock and rolling on that. Although the thing that I thought would happen did happen, which is I got the keychain and I went, nah, it's too much to add to my keychain. Mm-hmm. I don't like a bulky keychain, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I'm a little concerned about, about adding it on there. But it is so good. I really want to find a way to make it work. And it's like Heathcliff riding a bomb, right? Yeah. Slim Pickens from Dr. Strangelove style, um, right, riding, riding a big old cartoon bomb. And so, what's on your keychain right now? Right now, I keep I keep it so clean. It's car key, which is the bulkiest one, right? Because it's got a damn computer in there or whatever. I don't know how they're doing it, but you know. Um, and then I got my apartment key and I got my mail key. That's it. Well, and a uh, I have an AirTag on there. Oh, smart! So um, you don't lose it. So you don't lose it. But I am honestly, I'm thinking of getting rid of the air tag, but it's a classic situation where I'm like, well, I don't need this. I never lose my keys. I never forget my keys anywhere. And then the second I get rid of it, of course, I would lose my keys. So it is strictly just a chain. You have no uh or it is just a, a ring. You have no like I, they call them keychains, but I guess you have no they're decor- really more like decorative. they're really more like rings. <laughs> uh, although this one is a chain. It is a it is a chain attached to a ring, the Heathcliff right. bomb. Okay. Um, but no, I keep it. I've long been, uh, obsessed with keeping my keychain as minimal as possible. You know, I currently have uh, two key rings. One has just my car key on it. And the other has my apartment key, my apartment key fob and uh mail key. So I have the house key and the car key. No, yeah, no, no distracting, um uh, uh i guess they call them keychains but they're not chains <laughs> we're in the same boat I, yeah. I i keep my car key on a separate ring because it's so bulky it helps to keep it slimmed down if it's not it's not all in the same ring you know when i was a young when i wore a younger man's clothes as they say <laughs> i would uh also carry a, a younger man's keychain there'd be all kinds of stuff on there probably keys that i never used you know like yeah you're 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 i feel like part of it is you're young you're trying to express yourself you're looking for all avenues to make sure people know what you're into the older you get the less you care about 
projecting that at least i do you know or or you have more friends that like yeah i know kyle likes heathcliff i don't need to see <laughs> keep pain to you know know that yeah um, exactly um and also i feel like i always wanted more keys on there i don't know I, this makes me think of like when i was like a little kid before i ever needed to use money i really wanted a wallet oh, yeah like I really wanted to have a wallet just because it felt so like, like an adult thing to have. Yeah. I really, and, I really wanted a card too. I wanted some kind of identification. Yeah. I, I think I had a yes. Fox kids club card that I would put, keep in my wallet. That was like, yeah, the local T Fox TV station had some sort of club that you joined. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you were <laughs> exactly. Membership you, you know, entailed. You were a huge fan of Life with Louie. <laughs> I was. Uh, and you and you wanted wow. the card. You wanted, you wanted you the card the to show people. <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about Life with Louie? I don't know. I loved Life with Louie. I also loved um, Bobby's World with uh, Howie Mandel. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Life with Louie got me in trouble with my mom uh, <laughs> once because there's, there's a line in Life with Louie where uh his mom is like yelling at him and she's like well quit being such a smart aleck uh you know and and he goes oh how's this mom is this dumb enough for you <laughs> and i tried that shit with my mom in real life <laughs> it did not let me tell you it did not go she did not she was not as amused by it as i was <laughs> um that's very funny. So he he uh he sounded different in that show than he did IRL or did he just have like an old man's No, he he sounded like exactly Louis like Anderson. Modern Louis Anderson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was where the the contra- the comedy was, the contrast between this <laughs> yeah. adult man's but if voice. We, <laughs> but if we went back and watched it, that would be where the comedy is. <laughs> I can't imagine there's too many jokes that we would find uh stood the test of time all right well let's move on to this week in heathcliff this week on heathcliff so january 12th i I should i should note too for the listeners uh i did just notice that uh both nick and i are enjoying soda pops uh on this call so we should you hear us uh burping or uh or any any such things uh please know that it's because we're having a good time we're we're letting our hair down you know and i'm having a dr pepper strawberries and cream zero sugar I'm having a classic DC, classic Diet Coke mm. over here. I've been re- I very recently uh, decided, you know what, I'm I'm gonna be a Diet Coke. I was I was a Coke Zero for a long time, but I think I prefer the smooth taste of a Diet Coke. Yeah, I prefer Diet Coke too. Although recently, I have we talked about how I'm not drinking caffeine. I'm off caffeine. Mm. I'm off caffeine, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Does the Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream zero sugar not have caffeine? No, it's got caffeine. So I'm not really off caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not drinking coffee. Uh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not a coffee drinker really either. Um, um I get all my caffeine from the far less healthy source of Diet Coke. <laughs> but I was gonna say I also bought in my fridge I have a 12 pack of these Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream zero sugar, which is maybe my favorite soda. I'm glad it's it really stuck good? around. I think it was going to be limited edition, but I love it. 
it's same it seems so it's got so much going on you know like i, I haven't tried it yet because i'm like that's too many things there's too many modifiers ah, but they blend that, it right know? up kyle they blend it into a seamless <laughs> so it's not like you get a chunk of uh strawberry and then a chunk of cream oh, oh good that was my worry i was worried i would open up the can and i would get a big chunk of strawberry. it's the only soda you chew that's, <laughs> that's what they say but no, it's 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 smooth as a as as silk. And but I was gonna say I also got a the other twelve pack I have is the diet caffeine free uh, doc, uh diet caffeine free Coke. Ah, interesting. The gold can. Yeah, the gold cans. How's that working for you? You know, there's it. I it's got to be uh, uh, psychological or psych, psychosomatic. <laughs> What's the word? It's got to be a yeah placebo effects one of those things it, it, it tastes different to me but sure well yeah i mean i'm sure it does it is a different formulation so but um what does caffeine taste like i well we don't really know we've we've <laughs> we've, we've we've looked into it and we we've yet to be able to determine i guess they have caffeine pills anyway we should get into this uh so i'm saying you could just eat the caffeine pill and then theoretically that's what it would but there's probably other stuff in there too but anyway january 12th <laughs> Friday, Heathcliff is he's wide eyed, he's happy, staring at a garbage can with where a blue genie that looks like Heathcliff has popped out. It looks like Heathcliff <laughs> wearing a turban, but gigantic, crossing its arms. Uh, and in the background, two uh, raccoons are sitting on overturned trash cans, and one of them is saying, "I never get the can with the genie." That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I like that the colorist. Um, you know, knew immediately they were going to do blue Robin Williams genie, you know, knew, how do you know they knew blue, immediately? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, maybe they didn't. Know immediately. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, <laughs> they rushed to their, to their, to their, 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 their tools, their, their, their coloring tools and said, I know just the thing. But, I just find it interesting that, that uh that blue has become the mm. default genie color yeah you know there's a there's a there's a blue genie bazaar here in in austin oh, Texas. right like a big a big uh you know how, market how long has that been around for i mean it must have been after the uh that's a great question i mean had to have been um but if it wasn't that would be interesting information to know yeah because um, I would want to know if that blue genie thing goes back, like predates. No, tw- two thousand one. Two thousand one was the first blue genie art bazaar. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I wonder: is he the first blue genie? He's got to be, right? There was the blue jean genie. Um, ah, or no? Yeah, that was just Jean genie, right? The David Bowie uh, song. Yeah, wait, hold on. No, that sounded yeah, the Jean Genie. You're right. Yeah, but Blue Jean Genie. Yeah. There was a Blue Jean Genie in Heathcliff. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I'm always confusing David Bowie songs with things that I saw in Heathcliff. <laughs> so I get it. Oh, there was um, the the Will Smith Blue Genie. Oh yeah, maybe was that it came before from or that? after the <laughs> the. <laughs> You mean Guy Ritchie's Aladdin? Yeah, it was Guy did Guy Ritchie's I forget, was the animated cartoon a remake of the live action Guy Ritchie Aladdin? 
or was it the other way there around? Was, yeah, I don't know. There's really no way to know for sure. Yeah. Um, there was Blue Jean Baby, LA, LA Lady. <laughs> right. Blue from Jean the Elton John Baby. song. Oh, okay. Well, now Blue we're just, Jean, now Blue we're just talking about Blue Jean Blue Baby. I mean, Blue yeah, Jeans have been so around. Close, <laughs> but it's so close, you know? Blue Jean Baby is close to Blue Genie? Yeah, I mean, you take out the B-A-B, okay. you've oh, got true. Blue Genie. So it's right there. I mean, you, what I'm not suggesting that it originated the idea of a Blue Genie. That would be absurd. <laughs> what I am suggesting is that whoever made Aladdin was listening to Tiny Dancer and thought, <laughs> Blue Jean Baby. Blue Jean, Blue Jean, baby, Blue Jean, Blue Jean, Blue Jean, and that's how they got to that idea. Well, you say the people that made it, but which came first? Was it Aladdin or the Return of Jafar? Hmm, I don't know. I think Return of Jafar was first. That's what I thought too. Okay. Yeah, it was a it, it was a prequel, but they did it first. I've been reading. Um, I've been reading it for like six months or so. A book called The Disney War, mm. all about the uh, the Disney company throughout the like eighties and nineties. Sure, a lot of Michael Eisner. Yeah, that guy's a weirdo. That Michael Eisner, <laughs> he's just constantly like betraying his friends, <laughs> um, and like he 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 like recruited Michael Ovitz, you know, this giant, you know, famous agent. He recruited Michael Ovitz to work as his like second in command for for years. For like five years, he was trying to get him to come come do it. And Michael Ovitz was like, I don't know. I don't. But finally, Michael Ovitz agrees to come on. And he said, like immediately after he signed the the paperwork, I knew I made a huge mistake. Eisner said this, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just immediately like sabotages him for the next year or so, like trying to get him to quit. <laughs> finally, he just says, finally, just fires him. Uh, this this was uh, a man that they they would they went to Christmas together they spent their Christmases together every year for a decade, their families and <laughs> and he, my I, the, but the year before he hired him, uh, Ovitz spent uh, w- w- Eisner had like a heart attack and Ovitz was by his bedside. He was the only one allowed by his bed for for the entire time of his recovery. <laughs> and then so he's like, he finally like, agrees to come on board and work and and yeah, like a year later he's. Not even a year. It's it's like nine months later. He's he's fired. Look, he, he had to sell his agency. He had to sell. Uh, <laughs> I forget what, it, what the name of his agency was. Was it CAA? It was one of did the big he ones. Cite a reason? Did Eisner cite? I assume did they interview him for this book? And did he cite a reason why? Well, they didn't have to. They didn't out? have to interview him. They have all these like he's court. They have, on the record they have all these court transcripts about the about the whole thing. <laughs> And and they also like because it went to court, they have like they have like all these documents, like these memos that he wrote to people around in the company, and it's just his whole thing was like, I can't trust the guy. He's he's a liar. He has no ethics. <laughs> <laughs> this is like his best friend. <laughs> and that meanwhile, rocks. he's like telling, so he's cool. like he's saying this that Ovitz can't be trusted. He's a liar, but he's uh he, he's he's. But then in public and to Ovitz's face, he's saying, oh, there's no problem. I love you. You're the best. You're, you're yeah. an incredible executive. We have no problems with Michael Ovitz. Anyway, <laughs> he's just like such a disingenuous, like weird guy. Anyway, it's a very long book. It, maybe it's not long. Maybe I just don't read very, very often. <laughs> 
yeah, I run it. That's I run into that. You'd be like 200 pages. And I'm like, oh, God, we've <laughs> got the time. Anyway, this Heathcliff is great. Yeah. Hey, let's move on to January 13th. Uh, so we're outside the gum store. Heathcliff and Sonia are flying away on gum, uh, gum bubbles. And the gum store owner is talking to a woman. And he's saying, I love my job. that's a really good read (laughs) that's that's an interpretation that wasn't in my head you know what did you think really put a spin on it i mean i don't know i didn't (laughs) i I didn't really have one i didn't have a take on it you know uh this is funny it because it implies like this is his goal yeah and that this is like (laughs) his job is bringing people together through (laughs) gum (laughs) flights When I started this gum gum store, I always knew I wanted to sell flying gum to to two cats who were in a long-standing relationship. (laughs) Uh, And this lady, (laughs) this lady next to him was like, all right. Like, I love the idea that, like, he doesn't know this person. He just is like, I love my job. And she's like... Dude, I'm uh, walking my dog. Leave me alone, creep. <laughs> the gum store he has like a little apron. <laughs> like, why does he need the apron? <laughs> Is he making the gum? <laughs> yeah, if you're worried about getting gum on you, you need something a little like you wouldn't need an apron because then it's just gonna stick all over that thing, and that's that's the that apron's toast, you know. <laughs> you need something a little you know some sort of different material yeah maybe like yeah some sort of maybe it is like a plastic or something i don't know i don't know what the apron is made out of another thing that's true we can't tell the texture of the apron from this comic tbd another thing i wanted to point out about this comic and i'm so sorry to say it it really pains me to say it and i hate to be that guy that bubble gum looks like a big old butt. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely looks like a big old butt, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to be sure that me and the community are on the same page on this <laughs> one. Because it's two 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 big bubble gum bubbles right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And they bo- mm-hmm. put them together. looks like a big butt. Looks like a big butt. Big flying pink butt. Okay. All right. Let's move on to... Uh, I figured we would look this Sunday, January 14th, because yeah. it seems a little momentous. So uh, we have Jimmy carrying a boombox, busting some tunes, and we have Jimmy just standing there motionless. But then we have Jimmy doing all kinds of little dances in, in, in a couple pan- across a couple of panels, three panels, like busting a move. And then in the final panel, Jimmy's doing a, a little cool dance, and Iggy and Heathcliff are watching from the couch, and Iggy says, I'm feeling Jimmy. Wow. Our first in-universe example of somebody, of someone other than Heathcliff feeling Jimmy. Yeah, specifically feeling Jimmy. And, um, you know, last week there was some debate uh, with Aaron about whether Heathcliff has Riz. Mm. I think this, I think this settles. You think, <laughs> you think this, this speaks to Heathcliff's Riz? Yeah. Just because he, yeah, walk me through that. Walk, walk, walk me through that reasoning there, Nick. Well, because uh, Heathcliff in this one is just sitting on the couch. Yeah, this is the only time we just sort of see him grinning on the couch. Wait, no the the debate was whether Jimmy had Riz. 
Is that is that where the confusion? Is? Oh no, I thought it's I I believe you said Heathcliff. Oh yeah, yeah, Heathcliff no, has Riz, the, so. the bait was does Jimmy have Riz? That's right. We did talk about that. Yes, and yes, correct. I think this would this would show that Jimmy definitely does have Riz. Um, as we all know, one of the rizziest things you can do is walk around with a boombox on your shoulder. <laughs> That's true. Um, what do you think he's listening to? What do you think he's playing here? Oh, um, hold on. I'm going to think of a pun. <laughs> um, uh, something. Hmm. Bog, tog. I'm going to, got to run through the alphabet. Sog. <laughs> oh, maybe something by three frog night. There we go. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't have a pun. I was going to say it's, I don't know if you remember when very early on when, or actually I think it was when, when, when Peter came on the show the first time he posted and he included a song by the group Boogie Down Productions. The song is called Jimmy. Jimmy by Boogie Down. He, he included that what on like an Instagram post? I think on his like Instagram post when he was posting about whether it was like, coming on the show or it was very early Jimmy days. And I remember being like, damn, I never heard this. This song is cool. We playing it now? Yeah. Let's hear a little bit of it. Do you think this is what Jimmy was named after? The J, the I, the M, the M, the Y, the J, the I, the M is Jimmy. Oh wow! It's Jimmy. Right? That's got to be what he's listening to. That's got to be it, right? Yeah. I really like hearing it and looking at the comic at the same time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's got to be what he's dancing to, of course. Yeah. Okay. I-, I love the little Star Trek computer noises in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This song's great. Yeah, Jimmy by Boogie Down Productions. Check it out. Now, I will say, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it does sound like it is absolutely about another type of Jimmy that uh, maybe shouldn't get into on this show. Uh, you know, another another word for a certain part of the anatomy. I see. I hear you. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't make me say it, Nick. The butt? No, it's not the butt. <laughs> I no, think it's a different part. It's very near the butt. <laughs> Um, Jim, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy also could refer to sprinkles. I used to work at That's Baskin true. Robbins and sometimes people would ask for sprinkles, but then sometimes they'd ask for rainbow Jimmy's and I yeah. was very confused at first. Yeah. I remember hearing that for the first time and, and being very upset that <laughs> it's, it's just such an odd thing what's where does that come from i remember you know? i looked it up once there's a there's there are rumors that it's like some sort of uh race race racial thing but uh oh great that's those rumors were dispelled by wikipedia i believe oh good well <laughs> done and dusted we, we solved it um yeah yeah the, the, yeah it, it does i think people you know it's like one of those weird like it's you like know, a, northeast things. Yeah, us us boys from from Texas. It's like, you know, it's it's so it's so strange to us. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I guess I can't find the etymology here. But it 
we 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 don't need to get into it. Let's just set call them sprinkles. It makes more sense. You sprinkle get them on top our of backs. stuff. Guys, leave us alone about it. If one more person comes up to me and is in the street, like, sir, sir, please, please, I want to call them Jimmy's. I will lose my mind, but I can't be get. I can't get into it. I don't have the time. They're just called sprinkles. Exactly. Let it be. All right. Let's move on to January fifteenth, Monday. So Heathcliff's at the psych, the therapist's off, seeing his therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a ham helmet on. He's on one one of those like little lounging reclining chairs, chase mm-hmm. lounge maybe. I don't think it's a chase lounge. But anyway, he's got he's got a ham helmet on. He's and he's got uh, like ten pieces, ten pieces of ham surrounding him on the, or ten hams surrounding him on the on the chair. He's got his arms crossed, and the therapist is saying, "We're gonna need a bigger couch." Or how how did they say it in Jaws? I feel like there's a got to be a Jaws reference, right? Yeah, I, you know, I think so. I think the 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 formulation of the sentence is a, is a clear Jaws ref. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm trying to conjure it up in my mind. I think it's more like. We're gonna need a bigger couch. Yeah, something like that. You know, and I, I think in Jaws it's your. It is. I think he's saying, yeah. "Yeah, you're gonna need a bigger boat." Um, I actually would like you to drop my theme song now, oh, wow. please, Nick. Okay. Punch it up. Kyle's Now, you know, I love Jaws. Everybody knows I love Jaws, so I love the ref. But I do think there is a slight disconnect between the Jaws reference and the theme on display here. Hmm. Uh, And so to bring it a little bit closer, my punch up would be sometimes a ham is just a ham. (laughs) Right? That's good. Pretty good. It's good. Pretty good. I don't know. Pretty good. <laughs> I feel like there's a disconnect there between still a disconnect between the image and the caution. No, because, <laughs> you know, it comes from the, the thing. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, but you know? when Freud was saying that, he wasn't talking to a guy with 20 cigars littered around his, his couch. <laughs> yeah, but he was talking about his dreams. <laughs> He's talking about, like, you know, uh, you, you you see how I got there. Freud, psychotherapy, yeah, analysis. No. Yeah. It's, the, it's in the same zone. <laughs> Don't come at me like it's totally disconnected. <laughs> I'm just saying. The idea here, of course, is that Heathcliff had been dreaming about hams, and he felt strongly about hams, and he brought the hams into his session, <laughs> and the therapist said, I see the hams, I understand your concern, sometimes a ham is just a ham. No, that's uh, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Look, you don't like it, and that's fine. It's, I like this, the this caption. A, I just, it's called Kyle's Punch-Up Corner. That's it's, true. It's, it's, my, it's my thing. It's not a writer's room. You okay. know, I'm just uh, pitching. That's true. I'm sitting in my corner, and I'm lobbing stuff out of the corner, you know? And so, you know, anytime you want to come into my corner and and... <laughs> and 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 pitch you're welcome to do so you know uh, so, so the corner's I, open so i can co- okay so i can come in there you can come visit the corner <laughs> it's still my corner though well i was just gonna say that caption might make 
more sense to me if he if the hams weren't there if Heathcliff just had the ham helmet. <laughs> no, he's bring <laughs> he brought the hams to therapy as a uh, what do you call that uh, immersion therapy. Wait, well, how many hams did he bring? It looks like eight hams. So he brought eight hams on his couch. You're gonna need a bigger couch. <laughs> <laughs> So you but see the, how they the, got there. Well, the thing is, though, <laughs> the hams fit on the couch. That's true. The hams aren't falling off the couch. That's true. If there was a huge pile of hams, you know, if there were like 50 hams here and just Heathcliff's head sticking out of the pile of hams with the helmet on, that'd be pretty funny. And it said, we're going to need a bigger couch. You know, that's that's something. But eight hams placed around him uh, like some sort of... <laughs> ceremonial altar uh you know that 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 uh, the couch is doing just fine you know unless it's a weight issue unless the you know the therapist is like that couch is only weight rated for <laughs> you know however much and then these hams are putting it over the limit what if the caption is just like let's talk about the ham <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that you know, yeah, that would be good. That's that's a much simpler, you know, direct thing. What are some other therapy cliches? Um, ooh, I've been to therapy in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when I th- I want like you know like early therapy yeah. cliche. You know, now it would be all, you know, um, tell us about the, the, your ham trauma or whatever, you know. Mm. Um, but but I, I want yeah. to reach back in the old days, you know. Um, I mean, some, like something like, uh, what did, tell, tell me about your father. How did your father, mm-hmm. what did your father yeah. Due to hands. And your father and your father hated ham? Yeah, that could work. <laughs> Let me guess, your dad hated ham? <laughs> oh no, that's a very unprofessional therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. So well, ja- move January sixteenth, uh Tuesday. Crazy Shirley is chasing Heathcliff down the sidewalk. She's got hearts all around her head. Um, and, uh, Heathcliff looks startled. Uh, he looks panicked and there are two birds in the tree and one of them is saying, is that, it's that crazy Shirley workout. Very good. So do you think, Very uh, good. do you think Heathcliff is intentionally trying to work out? So he, uh, asks crazy Shirley to chase him or, or, well, he looks, he looks legitimately concerned. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, he doesn't look like he's in control of the situation. No, you think the you birds know? are kind of being sarcastic or, or being, flipped. I think they might be being a, a little glib yes. about it. Um, I, I'm a big fan. I, you know, I love the cartoon, you know, uh, uh, hearts above the eyes, you know, girl, crazy boy, crazy, whatever, you know, remember what's her name? Elmira from Looney Tunes. Yeah. 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 You know, kind of a that take type off of character. On, um, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I understand we got to move forward <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a society. But it is it is very funny. It is very funny, 
you know? Do you think Heathcliff is neutered or do you think he's still has, uh, mm. his, you know, I mean, the nutmegs seem like responsible pet owners, mm-hmm. you know? So that part of me wants to say yes. Although at the same time, they're letting this guy just run around town. No collar, you know, um, maybe he's chipped. I mean, he I does know. pretty much do whatever he wants. He does kind of do whatever he wants. And so that level of autonomy, you know, you could see them being like, okay, Heathcliff, we're going, we're going to the vet today to get the old snipperuski. And he's, he's not having any of that, you know, <laughs> but there's also, we haven't seen any baby Heathcliff's running around here. So maybe he's just very careful. That's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. For, maybe, yeah, maybe he's his protection. Yeah. When he and uh, Sonia do the deed, as they say. <laughs> do the uh, horizontal tango, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. A certain part of a relationship. <laughs> you A certain type of physical intimacy. Utilizing a certain part of the body. That... Yes, a couple of them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Maybe more than that, All right. if you know what I'm talking about. Let's move on to... And if you know what I'm talking about, please be sure to write in uh, <laughs> HeathcliffRecap at gmail.com at HeathcliffRecap on Twitter. Yeah. Let's, we want to hear from you. Do you know what Kyle is implying? Do you know what I'm talking about? All right. So January 17th, Wednesday, Heathcliff and Iggy are looking up to the sky. We see them from behind. And uh, there's a, an air... A, an airplane that is uh, written in the sky, sky, sky written, a sky writer has written, I'll get you. And uh, Iggy is saying to Heathcliff, why can't you play nice? This is very interesting because <laughs> who's in that plane, you know? Oh, I figured he just hired a sky writer. You know, you think, are you like, why is Oh, it- you think Heath, well, who's he, oh. who's he, who's he? communicating to so you think somebody else is saying this to heathcliff that's sort of my first i guess that makes sense because heathcliff is the one seeing it yeah there's nobody else around to observe it and i mean heathcliff you know sure he could i mean you know he could be trying to communicate this to anybody in the town of westminster um and his mussolini pose does lead me to believe that he is feeling uh in control of the situation (laughs) and 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 confident no but so, so you think uh, somebody wrote this Heathcliff? i mean yeah who are his big enemies there's uh spike sure yeah spike's got to be number one on the <laughs> on the most on the suspect list here grandpa seems frustrated with him a lot grandpa nutmeg that's true yeah um or actually i mean we're overthinking this the last comic he was just being chased by Sonia. Yeah. Do we think this is a romantic? He got this away from Sonia. Message. This could be a romantic thing. Oh, that's funny. That it, if it's like it's romantic and Sonia's like, I don't know what to write to <laughs> to get him to to fall in love with me. Oh, I know. I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> it also doesn't look like it looks like a drone, not a plane. Right. Um. Hmm. To me, I don't know. I'm reading it as a drone, but I guess it does have what looks to be like a cockpit. Yeah, and wings. Well, drones have wings. Do they? Yeah, like the big, the big military 
drone, oh, okay. not the like quadcopter thing. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. But it look it it looks like a, a big military drone. Yeah, this could. What I'm saying is this could be the U.S. government <laughs> communicating to Heathcliff. You're on our radar. We are. We have assets in your area. We are ready to deploy. We are. We are ready to authorize the use of force against the terrorist known as Heathcliff. No, that's very possible. It, I, now that I'm saying it, it seems likely actually oh, by the way here's my caffeine free diet coke look at that raise that up a little more oh yeah there's that signature gold can all right let's move on to oh, mine oh mine's silver yep, silver See? second place i guess whoa no <laughs> you're right i never thought about it that way all right so january 18th thursday heathcliff is cuddled up on the couch sleeping there's a big z above him and in the doorway, grand, Grandma Nutmeg and her friend are standing, and one of them says, everyone has a superpower. So Heathcliff's superpower is he likes to nap. Very funny. A single Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is, which is great. Catching some Z. Catching some Z. <laughs> Sawing them log. <laughs> um, Heathcliff looks much smaller here you know you know which tracks cats they you know they curl up in their little ball but uh but it's cute he's just a cute little tiny little ball yep makes me want to pet my dog he looks so restful he does well that's a good one let's now move on to uh the segment where we look at listener mail here we go listeners (laughs) well they wrote in some emails you want to know what they said? Whoa, whoa. Closer. Let me whisper in your ear. Say the words that they said to us. <laughs> I'm in love with meat. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Are the words that they said. I'm in love with meat. Is that what meat, you're saying yeah, in the song? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to f- apologize in your time. I had to, that part I also had to like cut out. F- I did two takes. <laughs> I had to splice together two takes so I didn't get it right. Yeah. I mean, I hear the yeah, cut. It's very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely hear the cut. <laughs> I think that's fine. I love it. Listen, I love it. I want to be clear. Okay. I love it. Okay. All right, so we thought we'd read a couple of uh, um, of listener emails here. We have one from, and if you want us to read your emails, write us at uh, heathcliffrecap at gmail.com. Uh, so we had one here from Troy Wilson, uh, who said, uh, former guest Troy Wilson. Former guest, Who yeah. said, uh, predictions for a third Let's Go Slug Strip was the title. So, yeah, last week. We mm-hmm. we read the Let's Go Slug, um, January sixth, and mm-hmm. uh, then there was a second one on this January sixth, and um, in both cases he's very um, he's saying like I, you all saw the strips. I'll just read the email here. He says, "Hey guys, two questions. <laughs> one, what do you want the third Let's Go Slug installment to be? And two, what do you predict it will actually be?" Um, mm, this is a great question. This is a really good question. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, thank you, Troy. Let's let's look at. Um, I already forgot what it was. 
I guess it wasn't. It, it was about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago almost. Yeah. Oh, let's go. It's like saying let's go, and the caption is that mm-hmm. bothers me. And before that, it was the slug saying let's go, and the uh, what did he say? It was it was more cats. I remember that it was it was like double the amount of something cats about dynamic. In the old oh yeah, I didn't know a slug could be so dynamic. Right. Okay. So so the first thing that that comes to mind for me is like, what if the slug is wearing a mayor sash <laughs> in the next one? <laughs> That's good. You know, like he he won. He became the he's the mayor of Westminster, um, and. He's like standing on, he's like on top of a a garbage can, like a pile of garbage cans. He's given his like inaugural speech, right? Yeah. And he's, but his his speech is let's go. And yeah, yeah. He's just saying let's go. And the cats are saying, Um, um, what? I didn't vote for him or did you? Did you? Yeah. It was, it would be like, don't blame me. I voted for the garbage ape or something, (laughs) you know? And then what do you predict it actually Um, will be? Hmm. Well, that's tough. I mean, I in I think it'll probably be him, just him in the sidewalk saying "Let's go" and the cats <laughs> jumping up and down. But but less cat. Maybe it'll be one cat. Oh, okay. The next time, right? Because it's we we're lowering the number. If we follow the pattern, yeah, it'll be fewer cats the next time. And the, and what was the last caption? Um. Let's see. That bothers me. <laughs> that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> so it could just be one of the the signature what are some other C- signature Heathcliff captions are there any hmm i mean yeah i'm sure there are and <laughs> we, we should, should know. know them and and somebody is definitely screaming while they're driving their car right now and i'm very sorry but you need to relax you need to focus <laughs> on driving you need to stop screaming at us um but I can't think of any, any other, right any other like catchphrases. Um, oh, what about <laughs> like um, a single other catchphrase? Children love the uh, cats. Love the the let's go yeah, slug. Cats, cats, cats love the let's go slug. Or it uh, it would say um, he's feeling the slug. Oh yeah, there are less people are or, feeling or the, the slug these days yeah yeah less no cut that these days off that's too (laughs) you're you're gilding the lily here okay less people are feeling the slug no hmm that still feels a little heavy in the mouth you know what i mean yeah um i i'm not it could just be a bird saying i'm not feeling the slug i think that probably yeah i think that feels right because the cat is it, and it's almost funnier if we don't comment on the fact that that there are fewer cats yeah. each time, you know. Okay, well, thank you, Troy Wilson. That way, great question. I had a, an email here from Jeff Patillo, and he says, "Hey, meatheads, I'm liking Wayne Knight for the Blob, which is interesting. Mm, sure. Also, yeah. Taylor Swift in her orange CGI cats bat cat suit butthole edit for the Fairy Godmother. Okay." Okay, well, take a Full take morning. a cold shower there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> he also, I mean, I, I, you know, I hear you, but, but 
he did the, so, so the first email he sent said also taylor swift and her orange cgi cats cat suit for the fairy godmother <laughs> but then he sent a second email saying could i please edit that to read also taylor swift and her orange cgi cats cat suit butthole edit for the fairy godmother <laughs> Wait, so he emailed back to say, oh, I forgot to add yes. butthole edit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's troubling, sir. Uh, um, but I li- listen, I respect it. I get it. So so we had um, said Eddie Murphy or Brendan Fraser as the blob. Eddie Murphy because of his yeah. work in the clumps. And, you know, then we right. could also get him to play every other role <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> and then Brendan Fraser because of his work in The Whale. Um yeah, we were concerned that that should we cast Eddie Murphy, that he would blob like absorb all the other roles in the film. Concerned or you know hopeful, depending on you know, I guess depending on whether you're you or you're me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, and then for the fairy godmother, we talked about Jeremy Allen White <laughs> or Dolly Parton. Wait, hold on, no. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy. Oh, right, because Jeremy Allen White is playing Heathcliff. Yes, and the fairy godmother. And the fairy godmother. And we would just, it would just be Jeremy Allen White in a fairy godmother outfit, which I think is probably actually the way to go. But. Yeah. I mean, if we could get Taylor uh, Swift, that's hard to pass up. Yeah, that's true. You got to capitalize on that. Um, Now, Wayne Knight is interesting. I love Wayne Knight, obviously. Um, Uh,. He could be good. He could be good for the blob. Um, he could be good for the blob. But it, it made me think of. Do you remember the principal and Billy Madison? Yes. And he was like secret. Do you? Remember, he was like secretly a wrestler called the Revolting Blob. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that gag. Um, and he's and he's he's purple and everything. I'm looking at him right now. Oh, really? Um, I believe yes, I believe okay. that uh, I believe that that actor. Is no longer with us, perhaps. Okay. He looks Wayne Knight esque. He's very Wayne Knight esque. Uh, by the way, that guy, that actor, Josh Mustel, son of noted song and dance man Zero Mustel. Oh, really? From the producers. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, star of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. Um, or not, no, 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 not uh, Fiddler on the Roof, mm. uh, right? He was Fiddler on the Roof. Josh was in Jesus Christ Superstar, um, which is why I just read those words. He played uh, King Herod in in the film version. Well, I do like Wayne Knight, but I feel like he's too um, high energy. He's a little manic, you know. Where there's a blob. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that is, that is very true. Um, also, listen, I don't love the idea of uh casting a fat actor as a character named the blob i i'm not super enthusiastic about that necessarily when we were talking about um brendan fraser as the blob that's more of like a punishment for having done the whale in my mind it's like you know we're gonna make you be you're not actually a fat actor (laughs) We're gonna put you in a big in a big suit to play the blob. You know, this is your penance. You want you want to you want to be a fat actor. We're gonna put you in the roles that fat actors usually get. Sucker. Okay. Enjoy it. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. And then we got got another email here from, and he said, "Dear sirs, here's a Heathcliff comic that I thought of. Kindly give me your feedback." And uh, oh, he signed Booze Chimp. 
maybe I shouldn't have. Booze yeah, Chimp. Well, Booze Chimp. Maybe we bleep out his real name, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, here's the comic. Let me pull it up here. Okay, so it's Heathcliff walking down the street, the sidewalk, <laughs> and he's wearing a helmet that says Doom on it. And there are two birds <laughs> in the trees, and one of the birds is saying, uh-oh. <laughs> I think it's great. I, I I love this. Now, I do. I do. I'm sorry to call you out, Nick, <laughs> but you did when we before we hopped on. You mentioned we got a comic, and and you were excited that somebody drew a comic. You 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 maybe weren't clear on on the joke here. I get it now, though. He's yeah. The birds are worried that doom is incoming because of Heathcliff's helmet. Yeah, it's it's an omen. It's a it's it's a it's a uh, ominous portent. <laughs> That's good. And I also love I love the uh, I love the simplicity of the uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I famously love of of simple caption and the uh oh is great. Um, I also like that in this rendition that the helmet sort of looks like uh, uh, Toad from Mario. It makes you look like Toad from Mario. Yes. Yes. He's got like a big bulbous head. Um, and it, it's also funny that Heathcliff is smiling. Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, and you know, it's, it's sort of a sketch. It's not, you know, it's sort of, it seems to be a little dashed off in a charming way, but yeah, his hands are, Heathcliff's hands are like, uh, sticking out in front of him in, in bald fists. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think this, this perhaps calls for the Mussolini stance. Mm. <laughs> um but i'm open to other uh, other classic heathcliff stances as well all right well thank you uh booze chimp <laughs> that was a very funny comic and uh hope, I, i'll ask him hopefully we can tweet that comic strip out and hopefully that's all right with him uh yeah that's yeah. great but uh hey that about wraps it up for this week uh oh uh, hit us up on twitter at heathcliff recap or email us at heathcliff recap at gmail.com and write us leave us a review yeah, on apple Podcasts or spotify oh, you, yeah yeah uh give us we'll read it we'll yeah, read it we haven't had any new ones in a while we'd love to read five some stars reviews. we did have a new one last week remember i read i keep i didn't read it at the beginning oh, of the show i read yeah. it at the end of the show but i'll read it again at the end That's of the show right. just because <laughs> it's from Gigi stall and he said best and only heathcliff podcast next thing that happens since jimmy thank you Gigi stall that's right. And until next time, that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs>